Hey guys, did you buy the Roaring Peacock? <laughs> Make sure you hit subscribe, ring that bell, and leave your abuse down in the comments. And if it looks good, it's from one of us family members. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> the following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Roaring Peacock Youth Pod, I suppose. That's the name we're going to call it. I am your host, Ross. You'll recognise me from the main cast. And joining me every week for this, we've got Cookie. Hello. And also joining us tonight is, and every week will be Rob. Uh, evening, chaps. You're right. So, a quick little uh, overview of what we're going to do. We're going to look at um, the Leeds Youth Academy, mainly focus on the 23s, but we'll make it feature the 18s and uh, the even younger kids if they play games uh, for us. We're going to kind of do a player profile every week. This week, we're going to focus on our main striker, young Sam Greenwood. And um, we're going to look towards the next game and a quick look back at the previous game. So, our previous game, chaps, we beat Fulham 7 1. That's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all, is it? I mean, the, there was a few first teamers in there, but um, the the youngsters who were in there, bear in mind that there's quite a few un, almost under 18s who were already in the under 23s doing a, a brilliant job. Some absolute yeah. stars coming through that team, particularly Charlie Creswell looked fantastic. You should have seen how upset he was that we even conceded a goal. He's a natural <laughs> leader. He's going to be an absolute star for us in future. 18 as well. Yeah, that's, yeah um, phenomenal. Just a boy. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to talk about Sam Greenwood, and he's also only 18, so that's what I mean. There's a bunch of very young under-23s. Yeah, I'm just looking at the squad now. The oldest player in there is Oliver Casey, who's 20 years old. Yeah, very, very, (laughs) very young under-23s team, bossing Premier League too. Yeah. Rob, what did you make to the Fulham game? Quite a hammering of the team. that They're going pretty well, Fulham, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It was interesting to watch, actually, the development of bringing in some of the, the, the senior players like Pablo or, you know, Costa came in. It was Previously, we've seen cameos from Pervedo. We've seen cameos from a couple of the guys that have been rested or rotated out of the first 11. But um, the under-23s has largely, in part, been settled before the, the season began. The loanees went out and they've kind of stuck with the same squad, which, as you both commented yeah. rightly, is extremely young. But no, it was a cracking game, lethal finishing. We we never really looked from the first whistle to look like they would cause us any problems, which they have been going well. So, yeah, I was pleased with the result, of course, pleased with the goals. And I'm sure the gaffer and everyone involved was pleased with the clinicalness of, of what we did to them. Yeah, how do we think Mark Jackson's going on? Obviously, we're top of the league and it's it's all looking rosy. But, yeah, kind of big shoes to fill in, Corberon, who had got this team really, really excitedly playing football. And I think he just kind of carried it on, didn't he, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 going to be forced to do the drop of my local club just because <laughs> you've got to look at what you've got to respect Mark Jackson for, right? Is that he was a Premier League very young player for Leeds. Yeah, he didn't really make it, but to drop all the way down to a level like where Farley Celtic are, which you know is, yeah. is out of the football league, to really sort of learn his learn his trade. Um, to me, I think he's he's a very very good young coach. He is Leeds born and bred, raised in our academy, absolutely loves it. I think he did a good job when he came into the under-18s. But yeah, it's a it's a big shoes to fill in it, Corberan. Um, but clearly be able to see something. I don't think he would allow anyone to come into that role who who doesn't have the capability or shown the, the willingness to learn his way. 
Um, so, so yeah, I think he's. I think he's doing a great job. He's kind of the only outsider on uh, the Bielsa's entire staff, really, isn't he? The rest of them are kind of there is, his generals as he called them, and they follow him everywhere. And Jackson's come in and yeah, carried on. He's playing the same way the first team play almost. I really like the way he speaks, and I've not heard. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've listened to every interview and every every soundbite that's been, been made. But when you read things on, um, you know, obviously Leeds Live or, or, or the Yorkshire Evening Post or even things like TeamTalk.com, he comes across in his interviews, both spoken and written, that he's really wanted to grasp the philosophy that Bielsa has put into the first eleven and that that squad and continue that right the way through, same as Coburn did. So. I'm impressed by the way he carries himself, the way he interviews, the way he's willing to talk about football, not just, yeah. you know, I'm going to play this way because Bielsa wants me to play this way. Um, he's he's come, come in with his own ideas, but sticking with the overall ethos of what, what the club want, which is, you know, in Bielsa's own words, to develop at least 50% of this team that he believes have got the skill and the ability to make the first 11 at some point in the future. So that's impressive. Yeah, it's it may be complete blinkered views but I don't I don't see other clubs doing this other clubs academies aren't there to, to feed the first team they're there to just make money for them whereas you can see a lot of these players are going to be playing under Bielsa or whoever the next manager is if they continue this the, the, the way we're going these kids will make, it, make their debuts for the first team You've only got to look at how many of them have already been on the first team bench and how many have been involved. I mean, remember that one of our current first team players due to injury, um, Pascal Stroik is an under 23 mm. That's what he is. I mean, look how old he is. He's 21, isn't he, Pascal? Yeah. Sure he is. Um, I mean, one of the things that I like that we do with the under-23s that I I haven't seen many of the other squads doing, um, other teams, sorry, is sort of, well, we utilise very much injury rehabilitation is the under-23s for some of the first-teamers, getting them back ready. But what that also does is utilise brilliant experience of players like Pablo, you know, to help lift the performance of these players, help young players like Jack Jenkins learn their trade, you know, um, and have Tyler Roberts getting back to to pace, although I'm, I'm not sure he'll get there. That's a different topic. Um, and then tr- try to help Helder Costa get some confidence back, which against yeah. Fulham, he, de- he destroyed them. Um, and showing players what how to bridge that gap, I guess. Seeing what these guys do that maybe they don't. Um, so, yeah, I love the way we use the academy. I think Mark's doing a, a great job of continuing that. Yeah, so the kind of the big signings in the summer for the, for the academy was what, Cody Drama, Drimmer, yeah. I don't know how you say his last yeah. name, really. Drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, old Jimmy Somerville. Um, but we also got uh, Sam Greenwood and Joel Geldhart, who I thought I thought Geldhart would kind of be in that the first team squad already. To be honest, he looked he looked lethal for Wigan uh, at times last season, and he's continued that formula in the twenty threes. I think he's not long for this squad. For me, I think I really like the link-up between the two. I think Gellhart's been pushed more towards the, the, the forward element of that, like the number nine-esque, and he's deployed uh, Greenwood a little bit behind, more yeah. kind of like a player. I think I read this somewhere, so don't quote me, but I think he's drawing comparisons to like a Santi Cazola-esque because he's genuinely, you know, both-footed. He can he can strike yeah. or cross with both feet. He pushes forward um, from... Outside and in, he plays through the middle. In the games I've seen, he doesn't mind drifting out wide. A little bit like Patrick does uh, in the first 11. He's willing to go out towards the edge of the 18s and even to the byline, overlap with the left and right winger. Um, It's been a real pleasure to watch those two up front. I know there was a little injury concern uh, prior to the kind of what we all... We've all got our opinions on the pointless international friendlies that were going on. Yeah. I, know they, I know they mean a lot to the players, but for the fans, it is a bit tedious when players come out with injuries. 
there was that little break there, but the form of the under-23s has been consistent and they can interchange with each other in that nine-stroke-10 role. And I, the, for me, they are the two best signings we've made in that youth element. Um, yeah. I think it says something as well that I think Greenwood, again, don't quote me, but I think he had the opportunity to go to... Uh, I mean, there was rumours about overseas, but I think championship clubs were seriously looking at him and he could have gone yeah. there and been playing week in, week out for a, a Barnsley or a Sheffield Wednesday or someone like that. But the fact he came, chose to come to us and develop shows that the club promised him something and he's backing that promise up by delivering on the pitch, which is good to yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, there there are some some very, very good players in that under-23 squad. And I think that what Gellar and Greenwood and Rame bring is under-23 international experience that gives those guys something to aim for. Bearing in mind, we've already talked about it. The majority of them, um, you know, are all 17, 18 years old um, and have, have a lot to learn. So it's, they're not only learning from these first-teamers, but from what are exceptional youth players who we haven't messed about with. These players have cost money, I think. Um, Drame was 400,000, Greenwood mm-hmm. a million and a half, um, and obviously Gellard was uh, a million quid, um, which we so got as an absolute Yeah. Yeah, Crescentio Somerville, but we got him as an absolute bargain, didn't we, Gellart, because of yeah. what's going on at Wigan, which I feel sorry yes. for them, but has obviously worked out very well for us. It's nice to be on um, the other side of that for a change. Yeah, and it's nice to see the club. I mean, remember, we were at a point where we couldn't imagine spending a million pounds on a first-team player, Luke Murphy <laughs> being the first one. And now we're spending a million and a half and a million quid on under-23s yeah. players. I mean, how much has the world changed? It's brilliant. Players with raw talent as well. It's it's not we're not signing players. I think Orta has been accused in the past of kind of going out and 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 looking and scouting out for youth and bringing in a few flops, not just to us, to Middlesbrough to previous clubs. And yeah. I think there there was that danger with some of the signings previously to the promotion season. Are they hit or miss? Are we just casting a net and signing names or rumours or? good football manager players. Uh, but uh, I think that's a that's a falsity. And I think it's shown in the recruitment for both the under-23s and the first team that they're serious about creating a competitive side at all age levels, not just like you said, Cookie, a team that's going to, right, OK, we'll be there or thereabouts, we'll blood in some youngsters and we'll try and turn a profit and sell them on. We want yep. to compete and we want to develop a squad that will transition to first eleven naturally. And that's really pleasing to see. Yeah, Gellart, by the way, movement is absolutely exceptional. Like, it creates space so well for other players. Um, he's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, those two, you could genuinely say, I know we don't play with the front two, but because Greenwood almost plays like second striker, almost a 10 at times in the under-23s, you can genuinely see how those two could end up being our first choice, 9 and 10. Like, which would be exceptional for combined fee of two and a half million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan Edmondson. Never yeah, that was, that was he's never coming back, is he? Bless him. It's a shame, <laughs> you know, because he's a proper natural goal scorer, is Edmondson. I mean, what we should probably do on one of these, and I think we will, is a little focus on the loan watch about mm, who's yeah. out and what they're doing. Like, I mean, Alfie McCallumont obviously is the main one I think about. I think he's... Tearing it up, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, what has he got? Four goals at Oldham, I think. A couple of assists, and I think he's only played um, eight games. He's playing defensive... defence. He's, yeah. bo- he's playing more box-to-box, to be fair, I think, for Oldham. Um, and then we've obviously got Robbie Gotts, who's over at Lincoln, who are top of the league, aren't they? And he's, I don't think he's blowing them away, but he's certainly doing a very, very solid job. Solid job, yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and bear in mind, these are kids playing proper... Men's football, where it yeah, leaks to down industrial there. football. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> You're going to get shit housed all the time. Yeah. 
Having said that, they've probably got better quality pictures than us at the minute. Well, yeah. <laughs> well not, if, not if I've seen them, that, that glow that's coming over Ellen Road. <laughs> I think with the striker positions, we've got to look as well. Like, And I agree, Cookie, I think it'd be good to talk about the loanees at some point because they are. But I really liked um, Kun, and obviously he's over in Spain on loan. I don't see a way back for him because you've got to look now. You've got Greenwood, you've got Gelhart, you've got Edmondson. Then below that, you've also got Mujica. Mujica, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Rafa Mujica. Uh, Rafa, yeah. yeah. So you've got already there three or four decent centre forwards or youth forwards attends, you know, whatever role they're going to play. And some of these low knees that are out, I think will be moved on. And it's a shame it didn't click for him because at one point, Kun especially, I had a little kind of soft spot for him. He was scoring goals for fun. He was knocking yeah. him in for fun. And then all of a sudden it just kind of ended. I don't know if the work ethic wasn't there or if the, the style of play, because he's more of a Mitrovic style build, isn't he? He's a solid unit, good, good football player. But I think for Greenwood and Geldhart, they're not only going to be knocking on the door for the first 11. I think that they will comfortably command the under-23s through to hopefully a winning season. Just to, we may as well, we're already on loan watch, aren't we? So we may as well talk about it. Yeah. I think there's one I really want to mention, who is who to me is an absolute future superstar, Mr. Click's fellow Polish superstar, um, Bogus, who's yeah. on loan in Spain as well. Struggled to get his first team debut for a little while over there, but he's now playing... Um, every week, it looks absolutely superb, and it's no joke. Um, League League B, it's called in it, the second division in in Spain. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be as rough, rough and ready as it is obviously in I think League One, League Two, the Championship. Um, but certainly for a cultured footballer like him, I mean, he he looks um, like a proper player. I think he's only eighteen or nineteen. I think yeah, eighteen years old. I think yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's one to watch. I'll be interested to see as we go through this podcast over the next six months to a year, how many of those are closer to the first team, how many of them come back and maybe start for the under-23s? Because I think what you see with Bielsa is, unless they're really demanding first-team football, which I think Bogus was, um, then he doesn't generally like to send people out on loan who he sees as potentially in his first-team plans. And I think Bogus is definitely yeah. there. He, he played against, was it? He played on the Australian tour, didn't he, with the first team when we went, um, when we played the scum over yeah, in scored, Australia. Yeah, he scored an absolute screamer of there um, against the Australian team. I can't remember who we played against, actually. Was no. it Melbourne? I can't remember, but he definitely yeah, scored an absolute stunner. So, yeah, lots lots to be excited about, isn't there? I mean, that's, that's four players out on loan who have excellent potential, let hmm. alone what we've already got in the academy still just coming through. It's just so much to be excited about, I think. Yeah, on the, uh, the Phil Hay show today, they, they confirmed that Leeds are interested in um, Sean McGurk from Wigan, who's a really good young player, and also Louis Silby, the, or Sibley, the, the guy from Derby, who was um, playing first-team football last season for them, who's a really highly-rated prospect. I don't imagine, especially Sibley, but McGurk, they both won't come cheap. But again, investing in the future, it's, it's all looking rosy, isn't it? It's all looking lovely. <laughs> Sibley, I heard they considered in the summer, didn't they? And yeah. um, there were Derby fans all over Twitter saying that we'd have to pay about ten million. I mean, obviously, I yeah. don't think it would be to that extent, but I mean, if they're talking about that kind of money, he's got to be a good prospect, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, all yeah. exciting, mate, in in the young the young world for us. Um, nice to see that. Hopefully, we'll continue what I think looking at us and what age us lot are probably got us lot really excited back in the nineties and the early two thousands, which was. You, you. Oh, I don't want to say his name. That bastard Australian who fucked off to Galatasaray <laughs> can get fucked.
Um, but Alan, you know, Alan Smith, Steve McPhail, when they were all coming through, Fraser you know, Ian, Ian Once, Hart, yeah. but all, all of those players. young players that it's what we've always wanted to do, isn't it? We've always prided ourselves on this academy, trying to bring great players through. And it just feels like there's more than ever before at the moment who can really mm. kick on and become big first team players. Yeah, That's definitely. what it feels like to me anyway. It was always Jamie McMaster for me. He was the one that was going to I, make it big. And, I loved oh, him. <laughs> he went half on the wings. Do you remember Lee Matthews, Welsh striker? Yes. And he was scoring yeah. 30 goals a season at youth team. I remember I used to get my match day programme. And the match day programme <laughs> had the youth results in there. And there was always him and McPhail, assist, goal, assist, goal. And I was yeah. just like, oh, these lads look ace. And then, <laughs> I mean, McPhail, obviously, injuries didn't do him any favours, but he had the most amazing passing range, but Matthews, I don't know what happened to him. I think he's like an Edmondson. He just didn't re- really make that that step up that we all hoped he would. Maybe we can make that a future. Uh, in pods going forward, we'll find one of these guys from older youth yeah. teams to find out what, what happened to them, where they went. You've touched on there the accessibility, and it was something I was hoping we'd get a chance to mention. Um, was that, you know, you mentioned you the only way, the only access we felt like, or at least when I was growing up, that you felt you had to the kind of anything other than the first 11 was you know, uh, playing, you know, football manager and looking at the players in the reserve yeah. pod list or or programmes or, or newspaper clippings and things like that. I, I really am impressed with the club for being able for streaming the kind of under-23s out live on multiple platforms. So I think Leeds United and the team and all those involved in the under-23s, not that many will listen to this. I hope they will, but maybe they don't. <laughs> but they do deserve credit for the media team for that because it's opening people up who really maybe weren't interested in anything beyond the first 11. I'm seeing yeah. things on social media platforms. I'm having conversations with other Leeds fans who never really looked beyond the first 11 about the under 23s and yeah. the development. And that for me, although it will probably add extra pressure to the players, inevitably can only be a good thing because it will spur them on. They know they've got support. They know they've got fans behind them. There's people watching, there's people interested in the resource, which means your performances yeah. matter. Um, as opposed yeah. to it's a training ground, it's a five-a-side knockabout, let's you know go out on the pitch and, and get some fitness levels yeah. up. I mean, what happens um, quite a lot, Rob, to be fair, is that, or my, my view, and certainly it'd be good to speak to some of these ex-players, maybe like your Lee Matthews, to find out what stopped you being able to take that step up. Because I think what you're talking about there with the pressure is actually what gets to quite a few of these guys. If they don't make it immediately, if they yeah. struggle to make an impact straight away, that pressure of the Leeds United at Elland Road First team fans is is difficult, and actually seeing players like Leif Davis getting the odd look in here and there, and the other players, whilst there's no fans in the ground, is is good for them to be able to do it without too much pressure. But I actually think having more and more fans, like I think was it two thousand fans, we took to like Tadcaster or something for the under twenty threes because Bielsa was there, and everyone wanted to see him and see what the team were doing. And I think there were a couple of first teamers there, but um, that pressure is going to help them with that step up. Is like be prepared for for what this club's all about and then having players like Calvin Phillips who've gone from that youth setup into the first team and having them help them transition and what that's like as well can only yeah. help aid the success of the youth team I think. Wasn't it Manchester United away last season for their I don't think it was the under 18s I don't think it was the under 23s where we took we filled the miniature away and we were it took a few thousand or a couple of thousand fans to Old Trafford to watch the I'm sure it was the under 18s there were so many amazing videos on Twitter and uh, experiences that people were sharing of that. And if you're one of those young lads, you know, getting a feel for that, that, that these fans are willing to follow you, not just the first 11, you're wearing the same shirt, you're, you're part of the same club, the same footballing community, 
I think it can only, and, and, and I understand it adds an extra degree of pressure. I think it can only spur them on and blood them in a bit, not just to the competitiveness of the football, you know, managing to play alongside Pablo and Andes, playing alongside Costa when they drop down to the 23s, but also then getting a crowd behind you and getting to understand what that pressure cooker feels like when people get on your back. You know, I think it was um, uh, a red card, wasn't it, for, for Drame um, a yeah. few weeks yeah. back in the 23s. And people got on his back for it. And, and, I don't know. I don't know the lad. Um, he seemed to take it on his chin. He, it was a mistake. You know, people make bad tackles. But maybe in a different club for a different under-23s, that goes under the radar and that's forgotten about. But for us, it was like, come on, mate, you let us, you let us slide down that day. Lace us up. You know, keep your chin up. We'll go again next time. And he's, yeah. since that, his performances have been outstanding. Yeah. The one the one um, position in the, the youth team at the moment that I'm not convinced by um, it's, it's just goalkeeper at the moment. I mean, obviously, the, the actual under-23 keeper is our first-team keeper right now. Uh, <laughs> Elliot, let's not forget, he's also 20. But I think yeah. we've got Capri, who is tending to play most of the games at the moment, and I'm not convinced by him yet. And then we signed mm-hmm. a really young keeper, I think. Did he come? He came from Holland, but I can't remember which club. I think it's called like oh, yeah. Van Hoovel. I can't yeah, remember Van, his Van name. Van Den Hoovel or something like yeah. that. And he looks decent, but he's not getting a look in um, over Capri at the moment. But I think he's only 17, 16, 17, yeah. something like that. Um, and there's loads of play- Do you know, honestly, we're going to have to cover so many players in this. You mentioned <laughs> the Man United game. It reminded me of some of the players as, as well that are in that world. Like there's there's Max Dean and I think it's Max McMillan. There's a couple of Maxes, Max McMillan and some of those other players mm-hmm. who, you know, in the younger group, whilst the under-18s are struggling at the moment, because they're all even younger kids than should be in the under-18s. Um, there's a lot of talent running through the entire youth setup, um, And it'd be interesting to maybe, if we can get in touch with the club, speak to someone who looks at the even younger levels. And what, what is it they look for in the players they're trying to bring into? Is it that they have to fit the Bielsa mode? You know, is it is that what they're looking for already when you're even looking at your, your proper under-11s, under-7s and all that kind of world? Or yeah. I, I'd just love to know what their, their recruitment policy is on on the youngsters at the moment and, and how much easier it's been to get players since we became a, a category a um academy again and what difference that's made to attracting young players and families who want to be involved at the club i try to think how big bios's dossier is on kids all around <laughs> the world that could possibly play his way <laughs> must be huge yeah well it brings you back to that famous story about the legs doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Pochettino one. But yeah, like Charlie Allen, sixteen, plays three hundred twenty-three this season. Like sixteen years old. God, you just oh. made me think, Charlie Allen, Stuart McKinstry. Like, is it the yeah, 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 yeah. Stuart McKinstry from Motherwell, like a Scottish superstar, isn't he? And yeah, Charlie yeah. Allen, a Northern Ireland superstar, following it two steps of Dallas. That's the right one, right? Got them yeah. the right way around. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll, the next, next game is Burnley on Monday. Um, yeah. From Bielsa's press conference today, it sounds like it's going to be a fairly strong first team. He didn't say, he said no players that haven't played yet will play or something along those lines? Yeah, I still think he'll have um, a number of the under-23s on the bench. bench. I think I would would really like to see Greenwood um, on the bench. He feels like the closest of the under-23s to the first team. I think uh, Jenkins travelled with the first team a couple of games ago. Um, yep. So I think I could see a couple of the under-23s being on that bench again. Can you still name nine on your bench in the Cup, or is that just the Premier League now? Uh, that's a good point. Let's, let's say it's the FA Cup as well, and we'll research it Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the next weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure whether you can, but I think that will depend on how many of them maybe get a look in. But I would love to see 
um, what Greenwood against Crawley's defence. I, th- I think he'd just be <laughs> so up for it. Good challenge. And if you like, yeah. you say you look at you look at the Gelhart, you know, who's starting for Wigan. He's he's used to playing at least at a similar level or that kind of level of team. He, he, yeah. He's played first eleven appearances for that. So I think, I mean, I'm not one to question Marcelo at all, but I would like to see some of the youth in, not for resting the first eleven, not for trying to disrupt the flow or anything like that, but. I think they deserve the opportunity because the yeah. under-23s have done so well this season so far. Okay, yeah, there's a few blips in there and a couple of you know, dodgy starts of the season against Stoke and whatnot. But overall, they've performed well. Um, and on the Burnley I mean, game, I think they'll win. It's not shy to do it. I mean, you've only got to look at... Um, Robbie Gotts made his debut against Arsenal in the Cup, didn't he? Um, yeah. And he played him in centre mid, you know, in, a, in an absolutely key role. Yeah, and, and Melier, which was the first time we saw his unbelievable distribution, wasn't it? Which, I mean, yeah. that day was phenomenal. I mean, I know sometimes a bit shady, but high risk, high reward um, with his distribution. So, yeah, it's... Um, I think the the Burnley game, the, the one the one challenge with, obviously, when you've got a club like Leeds who give you as much coverage of the under-23s as we get, it's quite easy to talk about ours. I think when you get to a proper Brexit club like Burnley, who probably recruit from, I don't know, some... Some local club who don't really care because I can't have foreigners in our yeah. academy anyway. Um, I mean, I don't know. They might have. But I don't know much about Burnley's under-23s, but I don't think they are doing um, particularly no, well this season. Yeah, they're the bottom end, aren't they? They're off, a decent, they're off a decent run of results, though. Two two wins, two draws, I think I saw earlier. So they're off the back of a decent set of results at under-23 level. But again, I don't know enough about them to, to know if they've started any first eleven or... Yeah. Drop down from that to support that, or if it's just genuinely good because they, they beat Fulham as well, which uh, oh, right. 2 1, I think it was. So they had, they had a good result. Fulham not going so well at the moment, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, 2 1, 2 1, what's 2 yeah, 1? 7 1, mate. That's how proper teams do. That's what Bielsa Ball does, <laughs> or Jackson Ball. The under 23 lineup against Burnley will really, obviously, it's, it's obvious to say, but it will depend on which ones he puts in for the FA Cup, I think. Yeah, I think that, that's spot on. Um, so that's our next game. We're going to have a little player focus. It's going to be Sam Greenwood. Just before you guys get into the in-depth knowledge, my knowledge of the kids is fairly limited. So I went on football manager and I holidayed five years into the season, um, five years into the future. And Sam Greenwood is now playing for FC Dallas in America. His career has not gone quite to plan. Um, he's scored one goal for Leeds in his five appearances. He had a, a, a loan at Rotherham for a season, scored two goals there. Two loans at Wigan, um, scored 12 goals for them, and now he's flying the flag of uh, America. Um, what you're telling us, Ross, is that in your football manager, he's gone full Freddy Adu. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Wonder kid who's tearing up America now for FC Dallas, yeah. and New York and Miami, and all these other teams he's played for. But yeah, that's not the best career trajectory for him, but I think he's going to do better than that, isn't he? He's uh, He's got six goals in seven appearances for the kids so far this season, and yeah, he's not far from the first team. So, how do we want to kind of look more in depth at him? Who wants to take the lead on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've obviously done a bit of a, a deeper dive into Greenwood, knowing we were we were talking about it today. Um, I've looked a little bit at his his past, his performance with Arsenal and Sunderland under eighteens, and um, just had had a kind of little look look at that. So, I guess just just starting with his appearances this year, like he says, um, got six goals already plays a, traditionally as a centre-forward, but also as a, a sort of second striker stroke number 10, um, right. as well as he can play the right wing. And he's primarily been playing second striker um, stroke number 10 most of this, this year. Yeah. Um, he originally is obviously from Sunderland, um, and he was very clear that, you know, when he signed for Leeds, 
um, it was very interesting actually that he said that he was really happy to be back up north, um, and he, he compared being at Leeds very much as a city, which I think we can relate to, is a very working class city, and what he was kind of used to at Sunderland, and it, what it sounded like he was saying was how different it was to be in London and a club surrounded by the kind of youth players you might get at a London club versus what he's now getting back up north, what he was used to at Sunderland and Leeds. So yeah. he's clearly very, very happy. And when he joined, he really cited Leeds as a, a great pathway um, for youth players, um, that we've got special fans, a special manager, and obviously it's not a surprise to hear Bielsa probably played a role in him coming, but also around Calvin Phillips and seeing his journey into the first team and the and particular emphasis on the, the England squad, which is where Greenwood sees himself, which is great to see um, that that level of ambition, you know, seeing Calvin break into our first team and then the England team and seeing that as well. Why why the fuck can't I do that? Yeah. Which shows how ambitious he is, which is great. But to give you a bit of detail on his um, sort of international stuff as well, so he made his debut for um, England under 16s when he was 15 years old, made three appearances, didn't score any goals, and you were thinking, is he really the star you think he is? Moved up to the 17s um, and absolutely stormed it. Um, got 12 goals in 14 games for the England under-17s. And then he made his debut for the under-18s in October 2019. He's got one goal in three games so far. Um, bear in mind he made his debut at uh, 17 years old. He's not made his debut at a higher level yet, but he has been called up recently with, um, I think it was Charlie Creswell, who both got called up to the, yeah. the England under-19s or under-21s. can't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's cost us a million and a half. So he's obviously coming with, with real... Um, potential. We're not signing um, a young player for nothing that nobody's heard of. You know, he's an 18-year-old who scored six and assisted six in 15 matches for Sunderland under-18s in the 17-18 season. He then moved to Arsenal where he scored 10 um, and assisted five in 21 appearances. So you can see that creative side of him. Um, he got an extra three goals and one assist last season. Um, he boasts 31 direct goal involvements in 37 appearances in <laughs> yeah. under-18 Premier League football. Um, and his, his record for the under-18s in England, as you say, it's, it sort of stands out. So he's a he's a real versatile attacker. He can use both feet, um, predominantly left-footed, I think, but as an eye for goal. I mean, I watched, I rewatched the... He went back to, obviously, Sunderland, scored a hat-trick um, against Sunderland for us in the under-23s scored a, um, a free kick with his right foot, scored two one-on-ones both with his, his left feet, which shows how clinical he is. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just think he's he's absolutely flying. And, and something that really stands him out for me, and I think he will for you guys as well, and sorry to rant on, but I don't know if you know this, he turned down Man United to come to us. So, fuck you, Scott. Oh, well, yeah, that and makes that's me like great. <laughs> exactly. Like, so, I, I think that's... That's him in a nutshell. He's he's clearly got that capability where I think he sees himself, you know, almost in the way that, that Nketiah does, but he's far closer to Bamford in the way he plays yeah. with a, you know, silky touch and clever interplay. But he's, and I'm not going to say he's more clinical than Bamford given the season he's having, but he seems to be very, very efficient in front of goal. Very efficient. You're showing me the way. And you're probably going to come off worse for it because he, he can't cl- clinically finish a football with either foot. It's not always, oh, he's, he's, you know, he's ambidextrous, but we've got a weaker side. I, I agree. I watch them goals and I think he strikes a dead ball with so much whip. Was it a free kick he yeah. scored? And it literally, 
you know, I know there's loads of people say they can whip a ball in and ping a ball in, but for a young lad, uh, I saw that, and obviously the camera angle doesn't help from the under-23s, despite me praising the coverage. The camera angles are not always yeah. the best. But the ball just seemed to curve. And 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 if you're a keeper or even a central defender coming out to block or intercept anything, any dead ball situation, I think he's going to be able to get it up and over you and, and bend it round. I like his versatility. I think Mark Jackson played a 4-1-4-1 last game against Fulham, obviously because he had to accommodate for Costa, for the others that had dropped down. So he moved him into more of a central midfield position. With Paveda, they were kind of playing centrally and they were they were running off to the wings and then cutting back in, almost like a diamond formation. And again, and I know there's people that will sit and analyse passages of play, fields of play, how things move when play's moving. But whether we had the ball or not, he was everywhere on the pitch, I felt. Um, I, I just really like him. I rate him. I rate everything about him. And I think the hype is real. I think it's just a case of blooding him incorrectly and all of the praise, all of the accolades that are coming in around comparisons to certain players naturally will come with a player like him because he commanded a decent fee for a young lad. Of course, Yeah, a million and a half isn't a joke. Paid a good money. So he's yeah. got pressure on his shoulders. He knows there's an expectation for, from Leeds fans that he does a Calvin and steps up and then becomes our kind of number nine. And I know there's a lot of Leeds fans that follow the under-23s that kind of want to adopt him and take him as our own and say he's our, home, our homegrown number nine <laughs> of the future. But um, the thing I read somewhere was that he's not shy to shirk responsibilities. He'll step up. And at England level, he's volunteered for penalties. He's volunteered for high-pressure things. And again, he's not had that opportunity as such yet in his current level, though he's called up with Cresswell. But um, at a younger level, he's not afraid to take up, uh, from what I gather, and, and step up and take a responsibility yeah. or two. So, bodes well. It really does. Yeah. Well. He's got an ego and he's got an ego and self belief that you have to have to make it at this level. You have to have a level of I am the best at what I do of my age, mm. and actually, I would compare myself to superstars in the Premier League. He believes himself to be a Premier League player. You know, when you look at his interview when he joined the club. He was very clear that he wants to break into the first team and not in the future. He yeah. wants to break into Ow. the first team this season. <laughs> yeah. And what he's got that you don't see in a lot of players his age is unbelievable capability with both feet. There are plenty, plenty of players, you know, who are decent at this level and are rock solid with one foot or the other. But to be as clinical as he is with both feet, I mean, I've literally seen him take free kicks with left or right foot. How many players do you see who can whip a ball from 25 yards with both feet where it doesn't matter where you give the free kick away and he's the free kick taker in general for, for that age? You know, how often do you really see um, where they have to be worried about wherever they give it away, if it's within 25, 30 yards and it's middle-ish, he can go either side. Where do you set your wall? Where do you oh, put the yeah, defence? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And to have that level of talent at his age, I could regret saying this and touch wood, <laughs> but I think he'll I think he'll be a bargain at a million and a half pound, which is a big statement for someone who's eighteen who in reality right now has done fuck all. Really. Mm. A grand scheme of things. Yeah. Well, he sounds like the perfect mix of players that Bielsa wants could kind of all roll into one. He can finish, he can create, he can do everything, play across multiple positions. That That's the perfect Bielsa player and that's what we want to be looking for yeah. with all the kids we sign, really. They all want to be multi-positional and uh, just be able to fill in as and when needed. So Definitely. He's got some perfect. work to do, mate. He's got to fill out a little bit. He's got to get a little bit stronger. He's quite a, a slender lad, you know, for yeah. that 
first team football. Um, I don't know what his attitude's like, but it seems it seems very good with his teammates. Um, I just think what we're going to see is him and Gellart together in particular, like um, Rob alluded to earlier. They've really become a proper front two, even if it's a 10-9 situation, yeah. partnership up front that could be deadly for us in years to come if they both reach the potential we think they have. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. I think we're uh, pretty much done for this week. I forgot to do yeah. YouTube stuff at the start of the show, so make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, do all that stuff that um, Donnie and Alex tell you to do. Um, make sure you're commenting on our videos, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you're following us on Twitter at Peacocks Raw, um, yeah, give us a, a message. Let us know you listen to the, the first of these uh, under twenty three podcasts. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter, Rob? At Juicy Rob. Always happy to discuss anything Leeds United. Uh, appertaining for any level 18s, 23s, first team uh, love a good argument if you're a fan of another club as well, <laughs> step on up I'm kidding <laughs> nice. uh, Cookie, where can I find you? I mean, first of all, I thought Rob was going to say I'm, I'm welcome to any conversation around why my name is Juicy Rob <laughs> 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 um, at, at Mickled Onions like pickled onions, but mickled Okie dokie <laughs> Uh, you can find me at rossbow1984 and like I say yeah just do all the stuff subscribe leave rate reviews uh, just yeah just get in touch with us we'd love to hear feedback from you and uh, we're, we're growing slowly we're not at the level yeah. of some other Leeds podcasts but not many other Leeds podcasts talk about the kids so yeah tell us who you want to profile tell us who you want yeah. us to talk about we're going to yeah, do besides one every the week. obvious ones there's there's a couple of obvious ones but there's a lot of kids in that academy that could uh, could do with a profile and a bit of uh, a bit of um, pushing upwards within the, the fan base so yeah until we are back next week hopefully with a win against Burnley it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Rob goodbye and goodbye from Cookie goodbye guys thank you I don't really have an outline Um, see ya (laughs) most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter you should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us a very special thanks to Adam Warner Barney Stewart Cookie Ewan and Howard Metcalf Josh Pearson Laura Leon and Rob The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.